Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Deborah Kuntz, the author of the fabulous Lucky O'Toole mystery series. Her latest, Lucky Flash, is a novella, and it was just released this week. Deb, welcome. Hey, Steve. Thanks. I appreciate being here. I will confess to listeners that you and I have had a marvelous chat for about the last 10 minutes talking about the wonderful world of Lucky, and I looked up and I hadn't started the recorder. So hopefully you will be able to recreate your wittiness and cleverness uh, as, as we re-record this. I gave you all my good stuff. <laughs> that, was the a mater- <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was the A material. So we'll be back again soon with another fabulous episode. <laughs> all right. Tell us about Lucky O'Toole. She's the protagonist in the Lucky series. I have been a fan of the series since the very first book, and... Uh, it, this is just one of my favorite series, so it's always a treat when I have the opportunity to talk with you. But tell us about Lucky and this world you've created. Oh, my goodness. Well, I never, ever thought I would write a series set in Las Vegas. Las Vegas had just never had much appeal to me, and I had never been there. And I thought Vegas was really pretty much a town um, not geared towards my gender, let me put it that way. <laughs> and I ended up... Um, by by quirk, by letting my 15-year-old son pick where we were going to live, I ended up living in Las Vegas. And it, we went there for his golf. He was a big junior golfer. And so there I was, living in Las Vegas, knowing very little about it. And I was a federal tax attorney at the time, so um, Vegas was not even on my radar. And I just, I just fell in love with the quirkiness, the, the craziness of Vegas. Uh, people, the entire world comes through Vegas, and they bring their joy and, and their laughter and their mischief um, to our city. And so I just fell in love with that. It's like a party every day, a party. <laughs> and you just never know what these people are going to do when they come to town. And I thought, I'm going to have to capture that in a mystery series. And actually... I didn't really think I was writing a mystery series. I thought I was writing more of a romance-driven series uh, because I really like relationships. And, and Vegas is about relationships, even if they're measured you know, in hours or days. Um, but I, I just I like relationships. I think they make books better. And so I, I thought I was writing you know, something more relationship driven. And then I was too darn stupid to figure out how to keep the narrative drive going without a dead body. So I tossed and want to get lucky. I tossed a woman out of a tour helicopter and had her land in the middle of the pirate show in front of treasure Island. And we were off and running. And so that is sort of, um, the same paradigm for each book. I pick different Vegas events that actually happen every year. I fictionalize them, of course, and I center a murder around those events. And Lucky is the head of customer relations for a fictional big Las Vegas Strip casino property, much like Bellagio or or the Wynn properties. And um, Lucky's job is she is a problem solver. She calls herself the chief problem solver. And so she comes in contact every day with guests who have problems, employees who are disgruntled or have problems, entertainers, the, you know, everybody and anybody who happens to wander through her hotel. The sky's the limit. And so usually the mystery has some relationship to her hotel or to herself, 
which draws her in as a as an amateur sleuth sort of thing. But but she's fairly adept and has a very good friend in the police department, a young detective who um, is following her around Vegas, using her connections um, to help solve the crimes. So that's that's really sort of what what Lucky is about. And these characters and, and these situations that uh, you refer to as problems that she's solving. Uh, in one of the earlier books, one of those problems was there was a an overweight naked man in a stairway <laughs> who <Yes>. uh, coincidentally <laughs> turned out it turned out that he was I think he was a preacher, right? He was a preacher and he was um, a wife swapper. Mm-hmm. Yes, a, a, a typical combination, I guess, for, <laughs> for, for, for Vegas. But there's always something that's just funny that just tickles your funny bone and and grabs you in addition to a really good story and and all of this fun Vegas stuff. You present a very appealing side of Las Vegas and the characters that surround Lucky, there's her father um, who evolves over the course of the series. We don't really know who he is in the beginning. Uh, there's her mother, who was a madam in, I can't remember the name of the town. In Pahrump. Pahrump. Mm-hmm. Is that an actual town? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. and it, <laughs> is it is the, um, it, the funny hypocrisy of Nevada is that prostitution is legal in the entire state except for Washoe County and Clark County, which are the counties that uh, where Las Vegas is and Reno and Carson City are. And so all the other counties, it's legal. Now, we can have a wonderful discussion about the fact that there are 16,000 hookers in, in Vegas and nine vice cops, and so you <laughs> tell me just how, how much policing of that is going on. But technically... The closest town in the next county to Las Vegas where prostitution is legal is Pahrump. So, it, and Mona, it, who is Lucky's mother, she's just an amazingly fun character. And then there's Lucky's best friend, Flash, who she's sort of a sidekick in all of the books until we get to Lucky Flash, uh, where she, she takes a more, more of an upfront role as a point of view character. Right. One of the limitations that I have with Lucky is that she's a corporate executive. And so there's just so many places that she can go and be seen and and things that she can do. I mean, she has a limitation. She has a a status to uphold, if you will. And Flash has, has been her best friend since their college days at UNLV. And she's an investigative reporter for the Las Vegas Review Journal, which is a, a real paper, but of course, Flash is fictional. And She's a little bit more down and dirty, and she can do a few more things than Lucky can, and she has different sorts of friends than a corporate executive would necessarily cultivate. And so I find her an interesting counterpoint to Lucky. But Flash never gets to really talk very much. It's Since the books are told from Lucky's point of view, Lucky does all the talking, and or at least 90% of it. And so with the novellas, I love to try a few different things that I wouldn't do in, in the big books, in the full-length novels. And so I have had a point-of-view character, sort of, in um, Lucky Now and Then, which is a two-part novella series where part of the story, present, ten, present time, was told in Lucky's point of view and from the first-person point of view. 
And then I had a historical timeline that deals with the same things that Lucky's researching in the present. And um, it's a third-person point of view, but mainly her father and her mother are the point of view characters, so you get to see them when they were younger. But this, the Lucky Flash, is the first time that I've actually given another character a first-person point of view. And I alternate uh, between Lucky and Flash as they're um, interfacing and they both are investigating um, this particular little um, problem that Lucky's father uh, surfaced. Um, found he dug up um, and involves a, a fictional ring that I said belonged to Liberace and that it was actually real a big diamond and it was in the big boss's collection in the museum in the Babylon and a guy shows up at the big boss's office and tells him that the one that's in the case in the in the museum is fake and he has the real one and somebody has stolen it from the big boss and so they're off on a chase to figure out how that all happened but I had a lot of fun with just being more down and dirty with Flash. And she's just a little more common and a little more fun. And um, the, the back and forth between Lucky and Flash was a lot of fun. And I, I am really looking forward to reading this because I've, I've been reading about Flash through Lucky's eyes for years now. And I, I, I want to read about Lucky through Flash's eyes and just kind of see what's, what actually goes on in, in Flash's mind because she's a, she's a, really, she's a really good character. It's sort of scary what goes on in her mind, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but she's, she's out there. Um, but it is, and I found it fun because I could make Lucky come, be more three-dimensional by having another character comment on Lucky mm -hmm. and, and give her opinion of Lucky. And so I thought that was fun. It, you know, some of these things are, are to keep me interested as a writer or or whatnot, which I think makes the stories more interesting for the readers. If it intrigues me, hopefully it will intrigue them. And so it's, you know, it's fun that way. And this is, you refer to these novellas as between the novel novellas. And right. Uh, so that implies there's another one coming out. And as I understand it, there's another one coming out, a full-length novel uh, later this fall. Right, right before Thanksgiving, if I, if I ever sit down and finish it, but it it is, and I and I sort of broke one of my rules um, in Lucky Flash. I usually don't have something really big happen in the novellas uh, if people don't have access to the the digital sort of thing, mm -hmm. and I did leave um, Lucky Flash um, with a big question at the end, and where I pick up in Lucky Break, which is the novel that's due out at Thanksgiving. And so it, it carries on. You don't have to have read the novel. You get it. Um, but I did, I, it just, it, it just lent itself towards that. And I just couldn't disappoint. So I did. Uh, one of, one of my favorite ways or the, the, one of the favorite things I've heard said about your books is that they're a cross between Sex in the City and Elmore Leonard in Las Vegas. And I think that's a perfect combination of things that helps to explain the entire series, which is just great fun to read. It's lighthearted, entertaining stuff. And, uh, it, it's really easy to get captivated by your characters. Now, you, you mentioned uh, well, thank you. <laughs> being able to sit down and finish Lucky Break. Right. I happen to know that you do a lot of traveling, uh, <laughs> that you're a very, very busy person. And 
I just wonder exactly how is it that you get anything written? Because it, it, it always seems crazy. It's, it's like you're driving here, you're flying there, you're, uh, you've sold your house here, and you're moving here. And it, it, there's always this ongoing tumult in your life that, that somehow or other you're still able to produce books while it's all going on. So when do yeah. you write? Um, I write all the time. There, ninety percent of the stories is is thought, is thinking, and staring out the window and going, "Okay, now how does this line up, and what's the excuse for that, and who's going to do what to whom?" And I really am very structured in knowing what I'm going to write next. And so, before I quit for the day, I always figure out what I'm going to write about next, and then I may be cooking dinner. Well, no, I don't cook. Um, I may be <laughs> going out to dinner, and I'm sort of, my subconscious is sort of, you know, chewing on that. And so when I get the next 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour to, to work on the story, I, I just dive right in. I know exactly what I'm going to write. Now, that doesn't mean that the words are good or that they're perfect, but at least I've moved the story forward. And when I have a bigger chunk of time, I go back and I sort of do the backstitch style of writing. I'll go back to what I wrote yesterday and edit it and then get a running start into what I'm going to write today. And, and I do that every day. And sometimes I go all the way back to the beginning of the book and, um, and read it all. And then, you know, run into the story again just to make sure I remember everything that's set up. When I first started writing Want to Get Lucky, I thought I'm never, ever going to forget anything, (laughs) any of these words. I have, you know, I've just, I have sweated over every word in that book. And you know what? You do forget. And you forget. I mean, the other day I was going, now, what was the bad guy's name and Want to Get Lucky? You know, what was it? I did come up with it, but I was amazed it wasn't you know, imprinted on the back of my eyelids. You know, I had seen it so much. And, and so, you know, it just, I write, it, I'm a, you, you learn how to do this and write in bits and pieces. And whenever you have a free 30 minutes, believe you me, I fill it with something important in my, in my writing world or my writing universe. All right, we're, we're talking today and you're in Texas. Right. And where did you finish this book? Did you finish it in Texas or did you finish it somewhere else? I finished it in um, San Francisco. Okay. And where did you start it? Ooh, good question. Hmm. I think I probably (laughs) started it in Colorado. (laughs) That's what I love about you. I know. (laughs) You know, my life is so, I mean, I've been accused by everybody who knows me as being peripatetic. I had to go look it up, okay? I didn't even know what it meant. And, um, but it's probably apt. I, I have a lot of friends all over in the writing business. I'm very lucky that way, and I love to visit them, and they love to put up with me, or at least they tolerate me. And I, I find that a change of scenery out of my windows um, helps my writing process. It keeps me stimulated and engaged and invigorated and I see different different kinds of people wearing different clothes doing different things no matter where you go. I mean you can tell people who live in San Francisco they look very different from people who live in Dallas and they're mm-hmm. doing very different things and, mm-hmm. and same with people in New York and Colorado and and so I, uh, I need that stimulation. It's all sort of grist for the mill and that's how I fill my well of ideas. 
And right now my well of ideas is overflowing. So as you said, I have been gallivanting and I need to probably park it and get some of these projects done. Well, as the kids say, good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do have a thriller that's almost done that has nothing to do with Lucky, so I have been writing. All right. Okay. And you've got that next Lucky to finish. And I've got the next Lucky up and running. All right. So Lucky Flash is a novella, so I'm assuming that means it's digital only. Where can people pick up a copy of Lucky Flash? Uh, uh, It is available on Amazon, iBooks, Nook, and Kobo. Okay, so everywhere digital books are sold, the Lucky Novels are available anywhere because they're also in print. Um, What's the best way, the very best way, for people to keep up with you and what you're doing? Oh, please, go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. That would be really great. I promise not to bug anybody. Now, let me jump in here and say exactly what she means, because I've been a subscriber to her (laughs) newsletter for a long time now, and I think I have received two emails over the course of (laughs) a long time. So when she says she promises not to bug you, she's serious. Well, now, now in my own defense, I grew up in the South, and as a, as a woman of a certain age, back in that era, you know, we were taught not to talk about ourselves. And, and so I still find it very difficult to promote my stuff and myself. I find it really easy to promote everybody else's stuff mm-hmm. that I really like. But it's difficult for me to talk about myself. And I, and I sit there and, you know, dig my toe into the ground like a little kid, you know, and... And just go, oh, God, nobody's really going to want to know any of this stuff. And and it shocks me every time when people are delighted to get um, sort of an update. And I keep it light and funny. And, you know, it's it's Lucky's voice is my voice. So that's what you get in a newsletter. It's all sort of fun. And I hope you have a good time. And, and here's what's going on with Lucky and me. And, and thanks. Hope you guys are great. You know, that's the end of it. All right. You're so good at self-promotion that you just said go to the website, but you didn't give us the URL for the website. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be your biggest disappointment yet. Your biggest disappointment. And I do want to get in a plug for you because you just redid my website and it's amazing. So everyone should go to www.deborahkuntz.com so they can see what this fabulous website is that, uh, that we put together together. And... Sign up for the email list. You can't miss it. We made it uh, incredibly (laughs) easy to sign up for the email list. Sign up, and with any luck, she'll send us an email in, like, November. Tomorrow. And and let us know. No, this is going to go live after tomorrow. So we're we're recording this on the 3rd. It's going to go live on the 8th. The book will already be out by then. But you'll send us another email uh, when the new book comes out. I will. In November. I absolutely will. I may send you one when it goes up for pre-order. Oh, even better, you marketing demon, you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm really slow, but I'm starting to catch on. (laughs) Well, Deb, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. I love the books, and I I hope we've encouraged a a few more listeners to, uh, to check them out. Well, thanks. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do pop by the website, please sign up for my email list. 
I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like Lucky Flash from Deborah Kuntz. Thanks for listening.